Welcome. It's SB Pod. Just me, no Stanford Steve. He's gone from New Orleans, where he's covering the Final Four. And by covering, we really need to sort that out. Schwenk, make a note, mental note, next week when Steve's back. I, I want to just get that sorted. I mean, what? Oh, I mean, he might have been working. He might have been working on uh, Daily Wager. I think he was just there to watch the Brotherhood. We'll find out. But now he's on vacation, and it's much deserved. No one works harder. But it's just me back following some NBA playoffs. It's a good time of year between that, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Got baseball going. I root for the Orioles. Probably going to be a long one. Neither here nor there. But as we come back and go solo, I realized that I made a grave tactical error. I feel like that should be the name of this podcast. I don't know if grave tactical error or just tactical error. Because coming back from the Masters, I'm lucky to have a lot of friends in this business, people that I, whose work I enjoy and people that I just I know and am friendly with through the years. And they say, hey, can you come on? And these are my friends. And so I say, yeah, I'd be happy to. Now, when I say happy to, like, I say that because that's what I think in my head. But then when the call comes in and you got to do it, like, oh, that's right. I got, I, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, no, we're good. We're good. So Sunday night, catch up with Big Cat and PFT. Pardon my take. That's become something of a tradition. Check in with them. That's always good fun. Get up on Monday morning. My best friend here in D.C., his name's Kevin Sheehan. Check him out. He's got a podcast, very popular, in the Washington, D.C. space. Go on with him. Had to plan to talk to my friend Rich Eisen to go on his show, so we did that. Following that, we talked to Dan Lebetard, which is the first time that I've been on with Dan and Stugatz. Stugatz, very emotional weekend. He saw Augusta National for the first time, took his pop, which was really cool because it never disappoints. Prior to any of this, I had gone on with Marty Smith, where both Jim Nance and I correctly predicted Scotty Scheffler, guy we like to win the Masters. So that was that was a podcast, but that was a while. That was a week or so ago before the Masters. And then finally, we reconnect with Rosillo on Tuesday. My partner in crime from back in the day. And Rosillo, we, we went down lots of different paths. It wasn't all Masters related, but we, obviously you start there because you're coming off a trip to Augusta National. So in review, we did the pod with Marty and Jim prior to. Then we did Pardon My Take. Then we did the Kevin Sheehan podcast. Then we did Eisen. Then we did Lebetard. Then we did Rosillo. And now it's time to do SV Pod, my pod. And and I'm, I'm tapping my pockets here. and I'm, I'm fresh out. I'm out, out of content. No content. Gave it all away for free to my friends, because that's the kind of guy I am. Here to try to try to help my pals. Actually, all these people are doing very well, don't need my help. But you do realize without the big man, and you're gonna go solo, you think, well, tactical error. Perhaps grave will let you be the judge. But I realize as I was pondering in this afternoon, what are we gonna do here? That so much of the conversation that you share is 
is specific to an event or the outcome, or in this case, you know, Tiger playing again and what was that like and all the rest. That my observations, the things that that I enjoy the most about the week, I really haven't shared, but I'm fixing to right now. Because the thing about Masters Week for me that makes it my favorite week of the year is the whole vibe of the thing. And it's the realization. This is no joke. This is real talk. Okay. When you say out loud over and over again, when people say, what was the first time you went? And I say, I went 97, you know, it was Tiger's first year when he won. And he was, man, that was, you know, what a time to show up. And it really, it was, it was historic and it changed the trajectory of everything. And you say that and you go, okay. And then you stop and you think, that's 25 years ago. The dude who won this year, Scotty Scheffler, real quick, shout to Scotty, showed up number one. He was on SportsCenter with us the week before we went up to Augusta. He said, nothing's changed. I don't feel any different as world number one. Then he shows up and wins. Scotty was a baby, an infant that year that Tiger won in 97. Now he's a grown-ass man. He's number one in the world, and he just won the Masters. And that's 25 years. And Augusta's a place that absolutely invites you to think and be grateful and be present. And I've talked a lot about that. That when I no week am I more in tune with the idea of being present and being grateful than there. No week for sure. Because it's memories and it's friends and it's this incredibly beautiful place. I've talked a lot about that spot on the eighth tee on the par three course. I tweeted out a picture. Um, I do every year. I take a picture and just give people an idea. This is where I'm standing. I stop there and I just say, thanks, you know, look around and say, thank you, God, here I am. And I'm coming back tomorrow. And if I don't, well, I'm here now. And it really is a sincere feeling of gratitude because you're so, I, I personally feel so damn lucky that I'm there, I'm going up to sit in the Butler cabin and, and be the host of the Masters. Are you kidding? <laughs> Come on. Come on. I had like a one point, I don't even know at Maryland. For, for, for real, no joke. Like that's, wasn't a focused student, all right? So none of this was supposed to happen. And there I am. And so you feel this gratitude. And I FaceTimed Marty. Because I talked to Marty about it on the podcast. He knows about it. And Marty and I are, are, are two guys that are, I think I, I describe us as just sort of in touch with the idea of being spiritual, being grateful, throwing gratitude out into the universe, letting it bounce around, see what happens. And so I FaceTimed him. I said, I'm in my spot. And it was just such a cool thing because I'm standing there by myself. But I FaceTimed in Marty and I wanted to show him, this is, this, is, this is what I do right here. This, and you're with me right now. And I appreciate you. He sent me a great text afterwards. But it's 25 years of this, right? And so what does that that make you think? Well, it makes you think, if we're going to put it in golf terms, then if we're going to put it in Augusta golf terms, they don't call it the front nine, the back nine. It's the first nine and the second nine, okay? Well, then I'm certainly on the second nine here. I don't have 25 more of these. 
not even close. So I don't know if I'm on like 14 here. And this makes me think, oh, God. Boomer, my first year with ESPN. And this is ironic. The first year I'm at ESPN, we go to Southern Hills for the U.S. Open. And Boomer tells me, Scotty, I'm on, look, I'm, I'm on the back nine, right? And that continued for a while. I told him eventually, I said, Boomer, you've been on 17 for like 10 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't want to turn into the guy telling you the back nine, but I'm like, I'm on the second nine here. And I don't know how many, I don't know how long I get to go back to this place. But I think about it when I'm there. I just think I'm here and this week of, of friendships and reconnecting is, is it's a special, it's the most special part of the week. And the venue is the best part of it because look, a golf tournament is a golf tournament. And when we go to Southern Hills, that'll be a big one too. It's a major, it's a golf tournament, same people. Not the same thing because the place, see, it's the only, it's the only place you go where the venue is the star, truly. It's the star. And I tell people that are going to go out there, look, the players, with respect, it makes no difference. I mean, you can see them anywhere. Go to Hartford. Go to the Travelers. They're going to get another good field up there. Those folks do a great job, by the way. But my point is that you'll see a lot of the same players, but that's a fun golf course up there, River Highlands. They'd be the first to tell you it's not Augusta. It's one of one, man. And it's something about it. You never see a person that's having a bad day out there. And you never see a person that when they leave tells you, was it, what'd you think? Eh, it was, eh, it was okay. Never. And that's the vibe of the week. That's how everybody feels. And my favorite spot, like this is the, the thought of, of this conversation here is sort of, you hear people talk about the Oak tree and there's this Oak tree behind the clubhouse. And it's, if you have the right credential, that's just the place to be because you can look out and see the first tee and you can look to your left and see the green and white umbrellas, the tables outside where members and guests of the members can sit and eat. And it's just never ending people watching. You're talking about the titans of industry. The most accomplished people on the planet are there to see and be seen and just to have the same feeling about being there that I've had. I've been lucky to have since 97. And so the, the Oak tree is the thing you, you hear people discuss and it's you stop and talk to the caddies and the players and the agents and whomever else, but the cheat code here, the place to go is just a few steps beyond that in the clubhouse and it's in the grill. And for, Whatever reason, our credential allows us to eat in that room. And I, because I've been going there since 97, I'm friends with the guys that, and the gals that work there. But one guy in particular, shout to my man, Tony, who I've seen climb the ranks and become the man in charge. And he's my friend. And we greet each other like long lost friends and they treat me like I belong there. And it just means the world. I mean, it's 
He's always got a smile for me. I've always got a smile for him. We catch up and I get to sit down and eat. What do you eat, Scott? Well, I'm fixing to tell you. They've got a great menu, but I forever have ordered off the menu. I get a grilled cheese and bacon. Let me tell you about the bacon at Augusta National. It's correct. You ever seen this picture of like what number bacon should it like? Do you like the when it's just burnt to a fossil? Do you like when it's just like sort of barely cooked fat? Theirs is perfect. And the grilled cheese is perfect. And the grill on the bread is perfect. You get that, some fries, get you a little container of ketchup, and then a plate of cookies come out. Every now and then, just change it up, throw a little tomato on there. Grilled cheese, tomato, and bacon. And people you're with, like, is that on the, no, 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 just get it. All right, two of those. And I ate there every single day. And I'm just off the top of my head, you, you, you think, well, who's in that room? Well, it's members. And one day I ate with a member and an agent of a big time player and one of my good friends. Shout out to Kurt from Boston, who's there every year. And you're just sitting there eating a grilled cheese and bacon at Augusta on a perfect day. And I'm allowed to have my phone in there because I got a little sticker that's on it. And I check to make sure something's, I don't know what's going on. And I get, this was like, can your day get better than that? Like a perfect grilled cheese and bacon sitting at Augusta on your favorite week of the year. I look at my phone and I see a, a, a text from a coworker. It says, congrats on the nomination. And I'm thinking, what? Wait. Oh, wait. And I found out sitting there at Augusta in this incredible room surrounded by friends that we got nominated for an Emmy Award. I'm never one. Ernie Johnson wins every year. Before that, I lost to Bob Costas a couple of times. But honored to be nominated, proud of the work we do. And I work with a great group of people here. And, and they put me in a position to you know, have the work seen as worthy, I guess. But that's kind, of a, that's kind of a happy smile, right? When you're sitting there and then you get to continue to devour your grilled cheese and bacon and say, no, no, bring me another plate of those cookies. There's something in the chocolate chips. It's some like caramel or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just out of a, you know what? It could be just out of a bag in the back, but you, in your brain, you, I, I trust me, it's not, but it could be. And you'd create, you'd create this thing in your head that they're, they're the best you've ever had. So now about, about this, the grill where you get to order lunch. I, I told you about the grilled cheese and bacon, right? That's, that's the, the order. So on these other podcasts that I've gone on, people ask all the time, well, what about the pimento and cheese? Or what about the egg salad? Or what about this? And what about that? And I've explained that I'm not a pimento and cheese person. For some reason, that seemed to be by some not an acceptable answer. I don't understand. I don't, I don't really like mint chocolate chip ice cream either. I just eat, I like chocolate, like double fudge chunk. I like the chocolate ice cream. I'm not mad at you. If you like mint chocolate chip, have a bowl. And we can all find the flavor of ice cream we like. Pimento and cheese is not my thing. And it's seen as sort of sacrilegious to say that. Well, just eat what you like. Life's not complicated. But when I'm asked about the, the food rankings and sort of what do you get? Well, I don't get that. Because in my head, every day, I'm thinking, 
I'm going to go see Tony. I'm going to go find a spot in the, in the grill. And I'm going to eat in there because I'm allowed to. One week a year, I'm allowed to go eat in that place. And I'm going to. And so I did every single day. Now, at some point, maybe you get a little hunger pang. You get a little, ooh, I could use some. And that's when I'll go in for that chicken breast sandwich. I'll get that. You want egg salad? Enjoy. You want to take the pimento and cheese and the barbecue and do the hybrid, smash them together? That's a little local knowledge. That's that's quite popular among the vets in the group. But if if you've wondered, well, Van Pelt seems kind of lukewarm on this sort of on the on the food leaderboard. Well, because I I go I go off the script. I go off the script and I go see Tony every single day. And let's be clear here. Not everyone has the correct badge to go do that. But if you're in, if you've got a press badge, you do. And so that's, that's why when I'm asked this question, I, I kind of hem and haw a little bit. And I feel like maybe I, I maybe I'm letting a cat out of the bag here that, that this cheat code is next year that I won't be able to get in because everyone's going to be a line out the door. Well, then I, I'll, I will have screwed everything up, but that's okay. Cause I've had plenty of years with this. Everyone should know the joy of it. But one day it was, one day it was lunch with a couple of players. Had Colin Morikawa. People just stop by and sit down. And Justin Thomas had to go do his press conference. He sat down. And who paid for that one? You know, I realized I don't know if I. I think I got off. I I was just in there bagging other people's checks. There's a CBS table, and I never sit there because it's the CBS people. But their famed longtime producer, Lance Barrow, on a couple of occasions said, oh, no, sit down here. Like, All right. Yeah, I, I didn't pay for that one either. I'm realizing I was just I was just there as like a vagabond. I owe, I owe a lot of people lunches at this point. But it's impossible not to people watch there because whether it's famous players coming by. Famous members. Condoleezza Rice is there. I've told this story, I think, on on the pod. Not long ago, I heard a female voice behind me say, SVP. And I turned around and it was Condoleezza Rice. And I'm not one that normally has to think of what to say, but I'm trying to think of what to say. And I said, "Um, Madam Secretary? She said, Condi. I'm like, oh. So now I see Condoleezza Rice. I'm like, hi, Condi. How are you doing? Like, we're old friends. Oh, there's Roger Goodell. He's sitting with the people from CBS. Oh, there's Phil Knight. Sure. Why wouldn't you be? There's Phil Knight sitting with Tiger's mom. Her name's Coltita, Tita, everybody that knows her. I've known Tita forever. There's Charlie. And it's funny. You see Charlie out there playing with his dad and the father's son, and he looks the part, right? Like he looks like he's a dude. And he is. He plays great. But you see... A little, a, a young, a young, still boy, not a young man yet. And you see that smile and you say hello and you're reminded he's a kid. He's just a kid of one of you know, the most famous players that's ever lived. And heard a great story about how he played when he came up with his dad in that practice round. Uh, I'm, you know what? That story was for that room. I don't, I don't know if that's for publication. I just, he had some moments, let's just say on the second night. I'll leave it at that. 
But whether it's players or it's agents or it's members or it's just, you know, my friend Tony, you're sitting in this place and you're and you're allowed to, you know what I'm saying? And you just think, how is this? How did this happen? And then forget the oh yeah you are you're hosting down a bullet cabin yeah that allegedly I mean you still that part you just is like an out of body experience. I went on Shane Bacon's podcast prior to the Masters and he got me because he asked me like right when you're getting ready to go on the air what do you think about and I thought damn like I think about my I think about my dad you know there's there's this ten count in your ear and. Um, you're the one sitting there in Butler cabin. And it's different now in a good way. Cause ESPN plus and masters.com, you don't have to wait all day to watch it. So people have seen it. They know what they've seen the pictures. They're not waiting until three Eastern to see golf, but still when it comes on television, you're the one sitting there and it's your, you're the one that says something. <sighs> and I'm like, damn, my pop, he would, he would think that's all right. And I do, I, 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 it's like 10, nine, right, five. And I just think, here we go. And I smile and think of my dad. And it truly is like this Zen thing where you just think, don't talk fast. Uh, you don't have to try to be overly reverential. I mean, do I do this? Do I talk the same way there as I do over a highlight of a football game or an NBA game? No, I don't. This is different. But I don't think you need to take on an. I, I don't try to take on like some affected thing. If if you if it sounds like I'm smiling, it's because I am. You know, if it sounds like I got a belly full of grilled cheese and bacon, and I'm content, it's because I am. You know, it's just the whole the whole the whole week is just this impossible sort of gratitude deal. Like I had the last lunch I had. I had we do a traditional lunch with my. My boss here, Mike McQuaid, who you've heard me talk about through the years, that's that's one of the traditions. Jimmy Roberts was the last guy, and I owe Jimmy a debt of gratitude forever. If you guys don't know the the, the story, the, the Cliff's Notes, Jimmy was at ESPN. He left to take a job at NBC. ESPN needed somebody on the golf beat. They hired a kid from the Golf Channel named me, and here I am. And so Jimmy and I got to sit and have... And he ordered, he's like, what is that? I said, grilled cheese and bacon. He's like, I want that. I said, yes, you do. I actually paid for that lunch. So Jimmy owes me next time. <laughs> but that was, that was how that, that was how the, the, the lunch rundown ended. Shout out to Stuart Hagestad, by the way, amateur player who uh, was part of that trio with Morikawa and, and JT. Don't want to leave him out. He's a great amateur player and is going to go be a titan of industry himself. Before we move on, I want to quickly mention the Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst. Twice a week throughout the NBA playoffs, Brian and ESPN's NBA insiders will be sorting out all the action on the hardwood. You know Wendy will be cooking up something special after Wednesday night's 9-10 games, getting you set for all the playoff action this weekend. Follow the Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst wherever you listen to podcasts. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, 
Each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's a great week all around. And one of the coolest things that happened, and it could only happen at Augusta, was I met a guy. His name's Shane Kimbrough. If you're sitting there at your computer and you have free hand, just Google. See, who is Shane Kimbrough? Maybe you know. I did not. He's an astronaut. And he, I, he gave me a mission patch from his trip to most recent trip to space. And I explained to him, I have a couple of youngsters who are obsessed with airplanes and uh, certainly the idea of going to space would be beyond a four-year-old's ability to comprehend. But it, I saw him again the following day and he had a couple more. He said, here, I want, I want everybody to have some patches. And I thought, that's really kind. And he proceeded to tell me that while he was in space and he was in space for a prolonged period of time, that they sent my show to space, which I don't, how do you do that? Well, how do you fly to space and come back? Right. I, not the smartest guy, but he said, your show, I would get like a day late and we'd watch it while we were working out. And, and that was kind of helped feel like you're home. And you think, how cool is that? Here's this man that left earth and is flying around in space, watching our ridiculous midnight cable TV show. And now I got a patch that I can take home and give to my kids from, uh, from Shane Kimbrough. A real-life bad right? An astronaut. And I'm thinking, only place in the world that you seem to encounter people like this. And there's so many other places and these dinners and moments and it's just a never ending week of being surrounded by people that feels like you're only surrounded by them this week. And I think it's why I look forward to it so much. Uh, all the different things, probably if we're putting a list together and I'm really bad at lists famously, this, the sandwich pretty high on the list. I might send it. I feel like I need to accompany this the podcast with a picture. And just I got a picture of uh, the the bacon and grilled cheese and fries on a plate, a little master's plate. Let me shoot, send that out. Just put you in the put you in the room. Maybe you don't like a grilled cheese sandwich. Well, the, the, get something off the menu. You'd be good. One last person to, to mention, and I I think I've I've talked about this on television when we were looked like we weren't going to go in 2020. I have a friend named Nadine. She works in security and. 
She moved gates this year. And I, it was the last day and I hadn't seen her. And the last day I found her, she, we hugged each other like old lost friends, just like me and Tony. Cause she is, she's been my friend for years. She used to be at the gate checking my badge on the way into the, by the, uh, on the way to the par three contest. And she would check my, check my gear out, make sure if she didn't like my tie and my pockets were, and one day, like she, no, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Back to the drawing board. That's how you know it's your friend. She didn't just give me a, a red stamp, rubber stamp approved. Nope. Your tie game's weak. Sort that out. She's not, I, I send her Christmas cards. She sends me Christmas cards. She told me I pray for you every day. I said, right back at you. And that last day I saw Miss Nadine, my friend from Augusta. And uh, I couldn't, I couldn't have left the place if I didn't see her. And Sunday was the day, like Saturday was cold. The went, Friday was windy and kind of chilly. Saturday was cold, legit cold, not chilly for a guy. It was cold out there and it was cloudy day. And it's just, it was a battle for the guys playing, but Sunday was like 75 sun's out. It's just perfect, perfect day to be at that place. And I got to see my friend and that sort of wrapped up the week correctly, but start to finish. That's, that's what the week's like. If you've been going there for 25 years and it's the second night, you know, and maybe that makes you more in tune with just being present and being grateful and recognizing that, you know, at some point there'll be somebody else, but this week it was, it was me, you know, and, um, it's just easy to be appreciative. You try to carry that with you into coming back here and hey, great time. You know, we got playoff games. We'll do the Stanley cup. We'll be on following that. That's awesome. And you go through the NBA finals. It's all, I mean, it's all things about things to be grateful for all of it. It's just that week in particular, if you've, if you've kind of lost focus, nudges you right back to center and um, helps you, helps you zero in on the things that, uh, that matter, you know, and it's really, it's friendships. It's friendships I've been lucky to have through many, many years in this game uh, with the whole gamut of people, as I just described. You know, I know some members there and then they're all very kind. Uh, I know people who work there, same deal. You know, some of the players, you get to know whatever, and you meet a dude that's been in outer space watching your show and it just blows your freaking mind. And then to the, I'm 6'6", and I'm walking around in a suit. I don't blend in well. So to anybody out there that shouted out my initials or gave me a fist bump or said whatever, I, I'm, I, I appreciate it, you know? I just, I just try to smile back at you, and, and, and uh, like I always say, I'm a mirror. I just try to reflect what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling. And all, all you feel last week is people enjoying where they're at, and uh, certainly we're high on that list. So... That was last week. Now we're back in the saddle. We follow some uh, playoff games and uh, we're in the thick of it through the NBA finals. And then we tap out for a bit and come back in the fall and you know the drill. Last week, last week's is, is the best, the best week we get to do. And certainly for me, it's, it's one that more than anything else puts me in touch with the unlikely thing I get to do. And, uh, I mean, let's be honest tonight's show, that's pretty unlikely too, but I'm, I'm just appreciative of the whole bit. So 
Thanks to everybody that said, hey, last week. Thanks to Shane Kimbrough. Thanks to the people that paid for my lunches that somehow is just kind of dawning on me that I don't, I don't, who paid for that? Not me. Just thanks. Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't a tactical error after all. Maybe I saved the good stuff for y'all. Steve will be back next week with Tales from the Road. We look forward to that. Y'all have a great week and appreciate you being out there.